All right, welcome to the Bring the Wood podcast. It's your boy, RK Rockin' Wit. JD. And man, it's been a minute. We haven't been on this thing in a minute. It's uh, Life has taken on a, a shape of its own that's kind of kept us from communicating with Saints fans. But uh, it's been a whirlwind. So let's just dig right into some of the topics. And we'll, we'll jump back in with uh, a couple other topics a little bit later on. But right now, my guy's gone. I should actually say that plural. My guys are gone. They they've yeah, let go yeah. of uh, they let go of Quan, who was instant Red Bull, you know, just energy, um, and, and made that linebacking core look legit. They let go of Janoris Jenkins, Jack Rabbit, who was a guy that was jumping on top of routes. He wasn't picking them off all the time, but he was getting his hands, you know, on the football and and, and playing great corner uh, for us for the most part. And then you know, not the surprising one. But Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I think Marquez Callaway is the guy in the wings waiting. So uh, what are your thoughts? What, what do you think about these three releases? Yeah, those, those three definitely sting. Um, Janoris Jenkins, I kind of thought maybe that would happen, but I, when I saw it officially announced, I it was a gut punch. Yeah. Um, he, from the first game, you know, when, when he picked off Tom Brady for six, and then he almost did it again. And like, there's just like, he knows the game so well and, and you can't fill that void with a, with a rookie. I don't care how, you know, how coveted the rookie coming in is if he drops one. I, I don't care how good of a DB coach Chris Richard is going to be for us. Um, well, I do care about that, but I, I don't care how good he is in the terms of he's not going to take a rookie out of, you know, a, a weird college year and transform him into an NFL quarterback, cornerback who's going to be similar in production or anything close to Jonas Jenkins. So that is, that's, a, that's a key void that we'll have trouble filling um, unless we can find a veteran on the, on the market somewhere. And there's a couple of names out there I'm, I'm curious about, but, but nothing that really you know, excites me because of our, of our cap situation. So yeah, Janoris um, yeah, definitely hurts the most. Emmanuel Sanders, I, I love the signing. We were pumped when he happened. Yeah. Um, and then his production on the field with Drew was nice, but maybe without Drew, it won't be the same. So that, that one I can be okay with. I'm at peace with. And then the third one that you mentioned, because there's, there's three more on top of those. Yeah. Um, Quan. Yeah, Quan. Definitely, you know, the flashes he showed in, in his first, you know, game against San Francisco last last season um, and all the way until he got hurt. Um, was was phenomenal and yeah. something that we haven't had we haven't had that in New Orleans as a linebacker for a long time outside of Demario Davis of course but um, so, so having two of those kind of guys who can be productive and in, in, you know in both phases of the game that they have to be productive in I think losing losing him even though we have him for minimum time is is still going to be felt uh, next year. Yeah, I, I think I think with regards to Quan, I, I think Quan's actually going to en- end up back in New Orleans. If I'm being completely honest, I think in this situation it was a money issue, and they know his value is going to be probably around four and a half on a prove it deal that he could stay healthy, or you know something like a two year deal. I'm not going to speculate too often, like too hard here, but um, that that's what I think happens with Quan. I, I do think that Janoris Jenkins is gone. Um, he's going to get paid somewhere. Nowhere near the fourteen million that he was expected to get with the Saints, but he'll get six and a half million to go play in Jacksonville and be a you know a stopgap guy for a, a young corner that they draft or you know somewhere like that, or maybe goes to a team that's ready to win, you know, that wants to bring in a, an older corner that can kind of 
help out with uh, some of the younger guys that they got. I wouldn't actually be shocked if if Janoris Jenkins ends up with the Bucks. Um, that would that would sting, but it would make sense because they got some young guys back then. They need a veteran to kind of help them through. Um, with with regards to uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I love Emmanuel Sanders. I think the the coaching staff and the city and the team they loved Emmanuel Sanders. It's just the cost of what he is. You can get two wide receivers that are going to be able to do kind of the same things that he was doing for the team next year for the price value mm-hmm. of what you, what you're paying him. So, like you get Marquez Callaway, and they really they they love um, Jawan, you know. So he he might be ready to take another step as well, or maybe they draft a guy that they got their eyes on. Like this this is another wide receiver deep draft. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of things going on there, but I've been talking about something for the longest time and I'm so excited because I feel like it's coming to fruition and I'll be the first person to say, I put my name on it. There's receipts. You go check those receipts. I have been speaking this into an existence into existence. Sorry. John U. Smith will be a new Orleans saint. I don't know if you've been reading the tea leaves, but he got, he got uh, he didn't get tendered. He didn't get franchise tagged. They just let him go. So he's a free agent right now. He's sitting on the street waiting for a contract. We said goodbye to Jared Cook and Josh Hill, one of which I was kind of surprised for. But Josh Hill saved some cash, right? And we have mm-hmm. to we have to admit, as much as we like playoff Josh Hill, for the regular season, he doesn't really do much other than block, right? Yeah. So we have to find a guy yeah. that can do both. And Jonu Smith is a freak athlete, and he's quite strong. So he'd be able to do both of those things in line block and also be a pass uh, pass receiver. Um, Thomas Morstead we'll talk about on another podcast. I, I, he deserves his own podcast. We're going to talk about that later. Fair? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Nick Easton and the offensive line. I feel like we need to talk about that as well on another podcast. So we'll leave those alone. What are your other thoughts so far of this offseason aside from those? And don't talk about Drew Brees either. I'm sorry. Well, we'll get into that yeah. on another podcast because that's a 40-minute conversation that people don't yeah. – we don't want to cut short on. What are your thoughts so far regarding some of these releases and where the Saints are right now? Uh, I'm, I'm just – I'm trying to figure out what the next couple of moves will be to get us under the cap, like whether it's extensions or restructures or mm-hmm. or what it's going to be. And, and there's so many options um, with, with the big-name guys in the team um, – that that need to be you know restructured or extended of course and and i'm curious how that's going to go and then how how far along will will this you know impact our our roster in the coming years mm-hmm. um because we got to pay a quarterback like mm-hmm. we we, we got to pay Jameis, or we gotta you know I, I know i know the twitter frenzy like trade talk of of russ has kind of died down and, and I, I can't foresee that really, you know, becoming an, an actual thing anymore. But, you know, sometimes the biggest surprises are the ones you least expect, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so perhaps, perhaps if, if that were to transpire, then we, we would have money to pay his, his, you know, salary this year, uh, considering it's, it's not, you know, exorbitant. It's, it's not high. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I, I do feel like we're going to see one more flashy surprise move from our roster and hopefully it's nothing that's going to you know affect us too deeply but um i don't know if we have enough you know money right now to kind of extend the guys you have to extend well here's and here's something that is going to make you really happy michael thomas ryan ramchek marshawn Lattimore, malcolm brown david onyamata all projected to get extended and have money moved 
mm-hmm. all I would be ecstatic with having the Saints, having the Saints um, dedicate some loyalty to the fact that they're going to keep those guys around financially by moving that money. And if you're those yeah. guys, you get the bag right there. They're going to hand you a check for money. I don't mm-hmm. see how that would be a negative. So if all that happens, the Saints are actually going to have about $6.5 million to spend. Now, last year, we were yeah. able to bring in four players, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, help me out. Who is the other two? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm uh, Jenkins. Uh, to start the year off? Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. It was it was we brought in four players and it was ten million. It, it mm. was it was ten million dollars that we spent. So, you know, don't oh, be surprised. Yeah, Jameis Winston, sorry, Jameis Winston, Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Jenkins, and then they they moved Janoris Jenkins. That's what it was. They moved Janoris Jenkins contracts so that he could stay. Because he was a free agent yeah. as well. So you you get the situation um with these players and you're like, how are the Saints gonna do this? They're just gonna do it, and they're gonna they're gonna bet that the salary cap's gonna skyrocket to you know plus two hundred in, in 2022, which it probably should, you know, according to the DAC contract and what Jerry Jones has kind of you know led the rest of the NFL to believe with the new TV contract that's coming in. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I I think the Saints are still gonna be able to go out there, and they're gonna be able to to keep the rest of this team together. I don't think they're gonna cut anybody else, to be honest with you. Like a surprise yeah, cut might be a guy like Patrick Robinson or Latavius Murray, but I think, yeah. but I think like other than that, I think they're keeping the rest of these guys together. Um, and and, and it, it it does bode well that we're we're keeping guys around that are like valuable to us, but not to anyone else. Like Dwayne Washington is valuable to us, you know. A guy like J T. Gray, valuable to us. And yeah. I'm sure it could be to other people too, but we know what they offer. We know how how to utilize them on special teams. And and a guy like Justin Hardy, who probably should be signed uh, relatively soon, is another guy we have to keep around as well. So yeah. like those small moves that no one else outside of New Orleans or, or Saints fandom would know, um, those are massive because they are gu- they're character guys who mm-hmm. obviously the Saints, you know, running back room for Dwayne or, you know, safety's room for JT, whatever the case is, they, they know that they fit well with who's in there already. Yeah. So, they kept those guys around for a reason at a low cost, and and that that's a huge part of what the Saints were and are going to become next year as well. So you're not in the you're not in the school of thought of panicking uh, about the cap, then, right? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, and, and, I, no, in, in Lumis we trust, right? Is, yeah. Isn't there? It, 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 you know, it's funny. Um, and I thought about this one day. I was driving home and I saw this on the road. Um, don't we have, in, maybe just in Winnipeg or other parts of the country or maybe even the whole continent, isn't one of like the, the, the companies who fills the ATM, isn't that like a, a company called Lumis? Yeah. It's, a, it's an yeah. Arm, armored, armored, armored uh, money company. Like they they, tra- they transport money. It's the Brinks truck. Yeah, it's the Brinks truck, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lumis. So it, it's kind of funny how, how that, that is in existence and that's our GM and yeah, that's kind of a cool little little drive. But yeah. anyway, I, I, I'm good. I'm feeling good about the cap with with who's running it, and uh, and shout out to Kai Harley as well. Yeah, um, it's interesting that the NFL hasn't taken away any picks from us yet. Um, I, I know. I remember. I heard somewhere that they were laughing that the NFL is going to take the pick away. You know, five minutes before we select it. So it'd be like the Saints are up. The Saints are not up. The pick has been suspended. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
Are you in the school of thought that we should be trading these picks uh, to move up in the draft to grab a couple quality players? Because we don't have a lot of holes. Like right now yeah. we have a hole at corner two. We have a hole at tight end, which I think we're going to fill in free agency because rookie tight ends don't ever really produce. And we're ready to win now. So we have a hole at quarterback, which we're going to fill with Jameis. We're just waiting. We have a hole at tight end, which I think we'll do through free agency. We have a hole at corner, linebacker, and defensive line. And now maybe wide receiver depth. Yeah. Which which of those four positions do you feel like we're going to attack high in the draft? And do you think that we would package maybe our two third-round picks to move up into the second to get one player that would fit the mold of a guy that we really want? Yeah, I, I think the 98 and 106 picks, like those com- compensatory picks, Yeah, uh, Sean, Sean will see those as just like a luxury. And, and he's going to use those and package them likely to move up into, like you said, the second round. Um, because of the depth of receiver that you mentioned earlier, when we look at the receiving class from last year, and there was, wasn't there six or seven taken in the first round? Yeah. And they were they were all notable throughout the season. Like you, you would see their name I know, on the bottom of like the ticker or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. And they'd have stat lines that were, were like worthy of being on there. Yeah. And it wasn't every week. It wasn't every week, but it was like, you know, one week was this guy, the next week was two guys, and then three, and then one again. And you know, obviously Justin Jefferson being the stud of, of the of the group, but um, I feel like if that's the kind of production that receivers are giving to their teams in their first year, mm-hmm. um, coming out of college, especially with more to prove now, like these guys didn't play in fa- in front of fans or you know typical situations for so long. When they get to the NFL, where they've been dreaming of for so many years, they're going to want to produce immediately, and yeah. that's not it's not not up to them to do that because they, they'll be defended properly, probably by NFL DBs and such, but. I feel like the receivers coming out of college now are just different breeds and their confidence is up or something, but these guys are going to produce. And, and if we got a receiver in the second round, um, that would be that would be huge for us considering who's Kadarius coming up in college ranks. If Kadarius Tony falls to us at 28, I will fly to wherever the draft is and scream in the faces of everybody on that Saints organization to draft him. Like I will, I will spend my own money to get there to make sure that they draft him. I won't, I, you know what I mean? Like that has got to be a must. If Tony yeah. is available, because he's he's little Debo Samuel, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. You add him yeah. with Mike and Jameis and Alvin Kamara, oh man, that's a dream come true. That makes everything else so much easier because it's so hard to defend. And guys have to be yeah. sure tacklers, otherwise we're just racking up yards. Um, I am excited to see what happens in the draft. And I think that there's a couple of names that Saints fans are obviously, you know, they're clamoring for. But if we go linebacker, wide receiver, or corner in the first round, I'll be ecstatic. If we go offensive line, um, safety, or defensive line in the first round, I'm gonna be pretty apprehensive. Um, I'm gonna Mm. withhold judgment. I'm not gonna be upset. But I'm going to be a bit confused because I feel like the impact player that we need right away has got to be at that position, unless Keith Washington Keith Washington turns into a starter next year for us, or somebody that we have, Grant Haley, turns into a starter at corner, or unless Zach Bond has taken that step and is actually ready to play minutes, and we sign Anzalone to a you know a vet minimum deal to to stick around as a depth guy. Like if a couple of those things happen. 
and you know in the inner workings they have an they have an idea and they have a plan already then I'll be okay but I don't want to be sitting there wondering what's going on you know what I mean like what what yeah. moves are we yeah. making are we making moves out of panic or do we have a plan in place um mm-hmm. but yeah man we're going to do so for all listeners we're going to do a couple of short pods but then we got a really fun pod that Justin and I have done um we're going to talk about the best since the draft is coming up the best Sean Payton starting offense and starting defense rosters through the draft. So nobody through free agency, and there's only going to be one or two undrafted free agent guys that didn't play for another team. They had to be just our undrafted free agent guys that stuck. I think you can mm-hmm. already think about which guy I'm talking about who made that team. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna make that we're gonna make that all drafted team, and that's gonna be on one of the podcasts coming up. And we're gonna go for it. We're gonna talk about some of our favorite players, some of their favorite moments. Um, and then it's going to be funny talking about some of the positions that Sean Payton sucks at drafting <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and we'll see those holes and gaps and see if that's kind of held true, uh, with what, what the saints have been doing, uh, for the last 20 mm-hmm. years. Um, other than that, the next podcast we jump on here, Justin, we're going to be talking about Thomas Morstead, Drew Brees, James Winston, Russell Wilson, you know, the offensive line, the defensive line, extending Cam Jordan, essentially, uh, pushing that money down the line, which means he's going to be here till he's 46. Uh, let's hope he gets healthy and plays a little bit faster next year. Um, but other than that, yeah. you have any parting thoughts to the people that haven't heard your voice in the last little bit? I don't. Just uh, hopefully everyone's staying well and, and getting healthy and staying healthy and you know ready for the same uh, offseason to start once it begins on March 17th. And uh, yeah, the draft coming up. That's exciting. It seems like it's you know far away, but it's actually only about six weeks away. So, yeah, um, that's not too too much to look forward to, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to talking about Saints with you. That's about it. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome like, to piss all the people off. They're like, Saints are in cap hell. They're going to have to release, like, you know, 17 people. And it's like, we've released four. And those four guys are all aging guys. And one of them is going to definitely be back out of the four guys that we've released. You know, one was yeah. our punter who had a really bad season and is getting older. Another one's a 34-year-old wide receiver. Another one's a 33-year-old cornerback. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like the, like the sky's falling on us right now. And uh, the cap nerds are going to be really pissed off when the Saints have about $16 million to spend before the draft. And they're like, they just <laughs> yeah. don't get it. And I, to be honest with you, I don't get it. That's why I'm not going to worry about it. That's why I just giggle the whole way through as people are stressing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, it's really important that people stay safe. Keep your masks on. If you're listening to this in Texas, do not listen to the people in power in, in your state. They're idiots. Please keep your mask on. <laughs> Stay home. And uh, yeah, that's about as political as I'll get today. Other than that, Hoodat, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Justin, Hoodat. Hoodat, buddy. <laughs>